Got an Earl Grey for Jeremy. That's me right here. Thank you. All right. So today we are uh, hanging out at a Lowe's Cafe with my friend Abby. She is uh, here and she's a graduating senior in the comm department. She's been working uh, in a couple different places, but uh, with a lot of social media and taking my nonprofit communications class to figure out some things about how to run a campaign, but also working practically, um, (laughs) no pun intended, for uh, with practical Christian ministry department here to get some stuff up and running. So I asked her to just come in and talk about her experience uh, working on social media and the things that stuck out to her. And the things that she was like, oh, wait, this was not what I thought. And yes, this is exactly what I thought. So, welcome. Thank you. So, what have you in your campaign, <coughs> excuse me, been learning that was something you thought, oh, this is really cool and this was good? Something that I thought was cool about um, the campaign was um, actually just like the creative briefing part Mm -hmm. and just working with um the team like our social media launch team that we put together um it was just cool because i believe that all humans are created as creators Mm -hmm. and um i think that a lot of the team hadn't explored that side of their um like being yet and so it was cool to come together and like figure that out as a group and find out like how how can i um, create posts and have input on this media launch team um, using like gifts that I've been given hmm. and so it was cool for me because I kind of understand like where I'm at um, with my giftings and stuff and it was cool to be there and talk through that with them and um, help them figure out like what kind of content would work best for each of them we had a team of like I think there were six of us myself included and so we would all kind of do like I obviously I was the media I was the media strategist and I also helped with um, photography mm-hmm. and um, also like just the event planning because we actually had like an event um, a launch event for the Instagram and um, so I was doing photography and we had someone who was um, better with like journaling mm-hmm. and like writing mm-hmm. and so it was cool to help him kind of like fit into that role and figure out how he could communicate effectively on the Instagram using like his journaling gifts. Mm -hmm. And then we also had someone who was more gifted in video editing. So it was cool to figure out um, like how she, like just helping her in that role. Mm -hmm. And then we had someone who was better with interviews. Um, We actually had two girls who are better with like interviews, more of like a, um, like a dialogue context Mm -hmm. and just chatting with people and just helping them figure out like how that would like play out on the Instagram and how that would help with like effective media. Um, So it was, that was a really cool part was just, yeah, helping people fit into like their roles and their gifting. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's interesting because I've met a lot of young people who will tell me, um, yeah, I'm I'm thinking I want to be an influencer. I want to make my own YouTube (laughs) and Instagram and I want to do my own thing. And I think they think of it as a, a solo activity. Like I'm just going to go out and do this by myself. Mm-hmm. And, and every time I'm seeing it, I'm thinking you're not seeing a whole bunch of other people who are actually coming around behind them to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So the kind of positions that you're even describing is pretty standard stuff in terms of like, Hey, we're going to run this thing. And it's kind of like, well, that one person runs this channel. 
that they don't actually really run that one channel by themselves because there's a lot going on. You can right. do a lot by yourself, but there's a lot of stuff that you need other people. Mm -hmm. You need people with a little bit better specialization in terms of how that works. So, um, so as you're building out content, not not necessarily be influencer type, but but even in the same vein, what are you learning about that that you're saying, okay, not only does it take a team, but here's some other things I'm starting to see. Um, yeah, not only does it take a team, but also it's a lot more, it is so much more difficult than what you see. Like just, just the posts that you see on Instagram or mm -hmm. on um, YouTube or, you know, other like um, media channels. Um, there's so much thought that goes into it there were so many meetings that had to happen where we are really like brainstorming together and honestly sometimes it was slightly exhaust not exhausting i don't want to say it was exhausting but it was definitely like it was it work. took a lot of brain power yeah, to figure work. out like what do the students want what are they because our main audience was um moody students so college students um but it was hard to figure out you know like what are they gonna want to like consume what do they want to see what is going to be effective mm -hmm. what will get us the most engagement mm -hmm. and ultimately our goal was to um just create a um a page where students can interact with not only us as the pcm department but also other students mm -hmm. and we also wanted freshmen like incoming freshmen to be able to see what the pcm department is mm -hmm. um and so all that to say is it was just m way more difficult than I had imagined because I previously have, like, I, I still have, like, personal pages that I use, but um, I'm just recently, after kind of declaring, like, media strategy as, like, my emphasis in the communications program, I recently started um, working more with um, using, like, social media or just media in general as, like, um, a... Um, what would you call it? <laughs> like, it's not for personal use anymore. Right, it's right, for, right, yeah. or it's for like... For business, for work, for... Bus for, yeah. for, yeah, for, uh -huh. for, yeah. It's a whole different world. yeah. Yeah, it's a whole different world, not using it for personal use anymore and using it for other purposes, but for good purposes, obviously. Yeah. It, so that was different for me. And just, um, yeah, it was, sometimes it was, it took a lot of research and um, a lot of talking with students at Moody and just figuring out like what would be best mm -hmm. like how, what kind of content do they want to see um so that was definitely it's not as easy as it looks <laughs> well especially especially what you're talking about for sure is that it when you're doing it for fun yeah. you know personally it's like well if i if i don't get to this then it's okay if i don't post today it's okay if i don't post tomorrow it's okay if i don't post you know for three or four more days but you can't do that once this turns into something professional once it turns into a regular schedule and you've got to hit that schedule and you've got to make something happen, it, it's now work. Mm -hmm. it, it's, I mean, it can be good work. It can be influential and helpful. It can be dangerous and, you know, destructive as well. But, it, but the point is, like, it's a completely different way of coming at it when I know that it's, A, not about me. Like, hey, usually social media when you're doing it for fun is about you. Like, hey, this is what I want to do with my friends. Let me take pictures and go to the museum or, you know, walking around downtown or whatever. All of a sudden, it's like, that's not what this is for. Mm -hmm. And uh, often what um, what happens for people is they think, like, I'm having fun. I, I, I like doing this. Now let's just turn this into, you know, I could make money doing what I do for mm -hmm. fun. And it's <laughs> kind of like... Yeah, at that point, you're, you're not getting it. This isn't fun anymore. This is this is work, and you're going to have to do it because there are a bunch of things in there that keep changing. Mm -hmm. 
so for instance one of the you know I've, I've had some people ask me questions about well i want to do this for a living what would that look like and, and my response is um it'll look like a lot of ups and downs it'll look like some things that do work and you're like this is amazing and then other things that don't work and you're like i don't know why that didn't work mm-hmm. uh it'll look like um and and one of the things that is deeply concerning for me actually is uh, the number of YouTube influencers who are either going into spiraling depression and mm. some of them committing suicide yeah. uh, just because you were 15 and you got into this professional game, right. like a real thing yeah. with a lot of pressure mm-hmm. and your bank account on the line, not understanding that um, the rules don't stay the same. Mm. And that's something they don't normally explain to you. The rules don't stay the same month to month. Um, typically, uh, most these large social media organizations, even people like Google, um, change the rules of their algorithms on a regular basis as to what will get hits, what will get likes, what will get posted, what will get featured. Uh, because if they don't, large corporations can basically figure out how to game the system and get their stuff in front of you. Mm-hmm. So they keep changing the algorithm and the rules. Well, in one sense, that's good because it means that, hey, we're not letting big corporations take over and make, you know, uh, get in front of us and nothing really cool or interesting or innovative gets into our feeds. Mm -hmm. On the flip side of that, it means that one month I could be getting a million hits because, hey, right now what everybody's after is uh, connections to other videos that are popular and next month, it's something completely different. It's mm-hmm. the number of links you got in from a Google search or the number of um, uh, things that you had connected to a major event or the number of celebrities who mentioned. Like, the, the rules just keep changing. And so some of these YouTube influencers can be working really hard. They make a million dollars in a month. And the next month, they make ten grand. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. Well, the rules changed. Yeah. So humans as humans we want equilibrium we want things to be i know how this works i know what it is i go in i make a sandwich i eat i have lunch good i don't go in and then find out there's no food in my refrigerator oh by my way my refrigerator's gone sometimes it's there sometimes it's not yeah sometimes there's food in it sometimes there's not like there's no predictability that messes with us mm-hmm. deeply mm-hmm. and so that lack of predictability when you start mess when you start talking about influencers gets to the point where they're a little overwhelmed at times because the game keeps changing and you're 15 and 16 years old and you're trying to figure out how to do this thing and all of your money is going you know roller coaster up and down all the time so all the intentionality that you're bringing to it that you're talking about that's really like i'm trying to think it through also has yes but i don't really know what's going to work mm-hmm. i don't know what's going to work i know it's worked today i don't know what's going to work tomorrow mm-hmm. so what how do i build that out so that's part of what you're talking about in terms of the kind of work you're going to have to do to get back and sit back and figure that out so what kind of things have you guys tried that you thought hey this really did work or, or we weren't expecting it to work and it did more than we thought yeah so um i'll start with the ones that did work um we had um, we, I guess we decided that something that college students really want to see is like humor, mm-hmm. like, um, and not, I think that's human in general. We all yeah. like to see something funny. <laughs> now what we define as funny is a little yeah, different depending right. on your internet <laughs> taste. But. We, um, we didn't want the whole page to just be humorous though, right, right. obviously. Um, but we had, we decided to do like one, one day a week we would post like um, a, like a sillier video that's sure. still like communicating um, what we 
needed to communicate to the students and it was informative. Um, so we had one, one guy do this thing called Spy Wednesday and he um, would record, someone would record him um, kind of like sneaking up on students and it was all obviously planned out ahead of time. Sure. But sneaking up on students and then like whispering to them like, hey, sign it your PCM or whatever. <laughs> and that was supposed to be like funny. It was always funny because he's just a funny guy and he's known on campus as like a goofy dude. Mm -hmm. And so um, it was just like super silly, super like lighthearted and just, um, yeah, funny. And then also it reminded students like, oh, wait, I do need to sign into my PCM. Because um, that was one of the things that we <laughs> wanted to remind students of on the Instagram page was sign into your PCM because students would always forget to mm -hmm, do that. Mm -hmm. And we noticed that like students actually were like signing into their PCMs on time after we were posting those videos. Yeah. So not only was it like funny and students were able to get a good laugh out of it and it maybe brought like some joy to their day or like in the midst of their studies, but it was also like reminding them to sign into their PCM, which is good for us because we right. need them to do that but they also get fined <laughs> they don't sign into their right. pcm on time so it was all over like all around it was like a win um that was our best content um and then something that kind of flopped was um we did interviews mm -hmm. um and the interviews were just too lengthy like the oh, okay. they were interview videos mm -hmm. um and so we would like sit down with people and you know ask them like hey like how long have you been part of this um, PCM and what were like God moments and mm -hmm. um, will you be staying in this PCM and like what are key things that you took away from it and um, you know things like that but the videos were like way too long they were like even two minutes was mm. too long and we found that um, the the views um, were declining the more videos we were posting and students would just not stick around and watch the whole thing okay and we started to realize okay like they don't have that long of an attention span sure so we need to like fine-tune this content a little bit and we realized like we want to stay like we want to stick with the questions and mm -hmm. figure out how to communicate um these question and answers like to the students because it was super informative it sure. was really great stuff yeah. but it's just we can't do a two minute long video because not only college students can't don't normally stick, stick around for a two minute video but even like especially incoming freshmen they're mm -hmm. not gonna they're not gonna watch for two minutes so we're we're like okay let's try one minute um and really like just nailing down the main um the main content that we wanted in that one minute video sure. um and that was better but then, um, and we, we did find that like um, people would stick around and watch the one minute videos, but not necessarily the two minute videos that was just out of the picture. And then we tried, um, we tried doing more of like a photojournalism aspect mm -hmm. towards the end of the semester where we would do, um, get like a headshot of the student. And then in the caption, we would just write a snippet about like, hey, this is like Grace. Grace is serving at um, uh, Cornerstone Community sure. and she has just really seen her relationship with Christ um, like grow since you know blah 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 and she would just share like really key aspects that the students would want to hear sure. and also talk about like main things about the PCM so the students were hearing that as well like this is what we do on an everyday basis with mm -hmm. them or whatever um, and so that was a really great hit because students um, just saw like a face like sure. a headshot and they're like I know that person <laughs> and then you just read like you know, like a paragraph sure. of like a caption. And then we would also post like after 
just the headshot, you would swipe, and then there would be some pictures from the PCM. Okay. And so that was like, we kind of nailed it when we did that. And that was kind of how we went about that. But it was definitely difficult, you know, from the get-go, because we thought like, oh, these interview videos are going to be great. And like, um, you know, we didn't really... We didn't really know what was going to happen after that. We didn't realize it was going to kind of flop mm-hmm. and that wasn't going to be effective for our audience. Um, but I guess it was cool to like be able to like grow through like fine tuning mm-hmm. what we were mm-hmm. doing. And, um, and you know, there's still going to be changes that will be made in the future as well. Because yeah. it's always changing like you were saying. Right. I mean, in some ways you're experimenting. You're yeah. like, hey, oh, did this sure. work? And hey, how does this work? And, yeah. and then maybe it turns into, um, hey, we can't do this every time. We do this every other time or we do this. Um, <clears throat> I do have an idea for you while we're sitting here before I forget. Okay. All right. So uh, I don't know what the average fine is. <laughs> like if you don't sign into your PC, it's $5? Five bucks. Five yeah. bucks. Okay. Yeah. Five bucks. So just do like 10, 15 second spots with what would you do with five bucks that you didn't have to pay for your PCM? Mm. Like, oh, what would I do with five Because bucks? technically you're saving five bucks. So every time you save five bucks, like well, what would you do with five bucks? I'm a McChicken person. A McChicken. So I would get four McChickens with $5. Wow. I love McChickens. That's they're, my late night that, McDonald's They're that run. like cheap? They're like a dollar? They're a dollar. Yeah. Holy cow. Value menu. Wow. That, I mean, four McChickens, that's like four late night runs to McDonald's that I'm missing out on because I didn't sign into my PCM. All right. You want to know how old I am? So when I was young, I was in college. Um, cheeseburgers used to be 50 cents at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. But on Sundays, they sold them for a quarter. Mm-hmm. So I took like $10 <laughs> to and had like, yes, I had 40 cheeseburgers. And I probably ate half of them in one sitting. And it was like, oh, my gosh, that was a bad idea. <laughs> and then, uh, like, ate them the rest of the week, like, you know, uh, just heated them back up. But uh, now I don't eat McDonald's at all. Like, oh, really? Uh, no, it's it's like a, it, I have gone through an airport. McDonald's was the only thing to eat, mm-hmm. and I just skipped it. That's like, good self-control. I'm not, yeah, I'm not. I'm, uh, it's more because when I'm finished, like, I enjoy it. It's good. The fries, fantastic, especially with a chocolate milkshake. Oh, but, yes. But, but here's the thing. Every time I'm done eating, I'm, like, regretting it oh 100% like there is a brick on my stomach right now and mm-hmm. I'm either going to need a nap mm-hmm. or a doctor because <laughs> yeah. I don't feel good this is not a good so I just like I don't why do I keep doing this to myself I don't think it's a good idea mm-hmm. but yeah a quarter cheeseburgers mm-hmm. like holy cow that was a lot of cheeseburgers mm-hmm. but a dollar McChicken but okay so for me but my point is like almost everybody instantly could tell you what I do with five bucks oh yeah Good. So see how many crazy things people will give you for five bucks. Right. Right. Well, that's what you get if you don't sign in your PCM because you're oh, going to yeah. give them the five bucks instead of spending it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So. And they add up too. Like some people have like $25, $30 see, in PCM right there. fines. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, 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 Eric, are you raising your hand? What's going on? Okay. I have about $20. This semester? Mm-hmm. Oh. How, how many fines altogether do you think you've had since you've been a freshman? A bunch. In PCM. Enough to go on vacation? No. Oh, okay. Just checking. I, I Enough know. to fly Spirit Airlines a over lot here. Oh, yeah. I got probably like $70. Oh, my $70. Gosh. A lot of McChickens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're measuring everything in McChickens now. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. All right. That's, that's, that's the new currency, apparently. That's fine. I don't know if that's a Bible school thing or a, just a college thing in general, but I've noticed since I've been at Moody and then I visited Grace um, Grace College mm-hmm. that they yeah, it's fines everything is a fine 
Like, hmm. if you're PCM, late, signing in late to PCM, it's a fine. Or, you know, if you... What's another one? If See, you're caught doing a front hug, it's a fine. Ooh, that's weird. <laughs> I think front that was a thing fines? I agree. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> but just, I don't know what the deal is. It's, is that just like a uh, Bible school thing? Like, Well, okay. So, so generally speaking, there are two types of two types of ways to motivate people and they usually break them down into what they call carrots and sticks <laughs> so like you're a horse or a donkey so you put a, a carrot in front of them and they'll walk forward so the carrots the thing you want um and the stick is the you know the carrots not working so i can use the stick now you, you only use sticks if the carrot doesn't work or you don't have any carrots um meaning like there's nothing that motivates people to do what you're asking them to do because they won't do it on their own like if I said I'll give you a five dollar gift card every time you sign into your to your thing, um, you probably do it. Be like, yeah. oh, oh yeah, I'm getting paid. That's, that's carrots. Four McChickens. Right. There's four McChickens every time I do this. Why wouldn't I do that? Amen. But but the back end is. But if you don't, then so uh, you know, like you got to figure out what's the carrot and the stick, and which one can you use, and which one will work. Because sometimes, no matter what the carrot is, you can't get. Like if somebody said, hey. We need to fill out the survey. It's going to take you an hour. We'll give you 20 bucks. And you're like, eh, an hour-long survey. That sounds like a lot of questions. I don't want to sit and do this for 20 bucks. Like, really? It's not. Some people are like, really? 20 bucks? I'd do this. Mm-hmm. $20 um, an hour. Right. But right. Mm-hmm. But my thing is like, but there's also a point at which it's like, okay, this is monotonous, tedious, boring. Mm-hmm. And I can't. I can. You can barely make it through a two-minute video at an hour 60 minute survey is going to drive you crazy mm-hmm. so okay fine um and even if i said there, there's things that you know people get you know incentivized to do all the time they still don't do them uh, so very famous one is a professor recently um told his students that they have to read all the way through their syllabus at the beginning of a semester um no, it's not a joke i can show you the story um, in the store, in the syllabus, in the, in the, you know, the little ADA compliance and all the other little fine print, he wrote out, um, in a locker on campus, here's the locker number. Here's the combination. There is a $50 bill. He went all the way through the entire semester, got to the end of the semester. And not only had no one taken the $50 bill, Ooh. The 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 um, the lock combination, the spin lock combination, hadn't been turned. Like he put a little tiny piece of tape to see if nobody even turned it. Nobody mm-hmm. even tried. Mm-hmm. There's fifty bucks sitting there. Mm-hmm. No, uh, I, oh man, all the fine print in your syllabus. I don't want to read this. It's like, uh, yeah, there's something in there for you, but you guys are not going to do it. Why? Because fifty bucks sitting at the end of it. Fifty bucks, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. But we don't do it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, no matter how good the carrot is. We still won't do it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if I did this, I'd make this, but I just don't feel like doing it. Mm-hmm. Which is why you resort to sticks. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you don't do this. We're going to have a problem. Right. You're going to get fined. You're going to get in trouble. There's going to be some consequences one way or the other. So mm-hmm. uh, if they have tried long enough to incentivize or it just costs way too much money for most schools, then usually it's a hey, we got to find another way to keep people doing this or at least tell them that this is important enough that it will hurt if they don't. Right. So how do you hurt college students, broke college students? I just wonder where the where the funds are going then. I don't know. The fines. I don't know. That's a great question. Yeah, that's a great question. Maybe they're going to buy you guys' pizza and more McChickens at the end of the year party. I don't know what they're (laughs) doing with it. Yeah. So. I mean, technically, they're probably going right back to 
being used on students. Probably. Obviously. So, so it's really not that much of a loss. You're paying it to yourself. Yeah. But you're just paying it later. <laughs> right. So what did you find in terms of working with social media that surprised you, that kind of threw you off and was like, whoa, this is very different than I thought? Yeah. Um, I guess something that surprised me was, um, I think it was actually tr- <laughs> trying to, it kind of goes along with what you're saying, what we were saying, um, figuring out how to get students to engage more with our Instagram because, um, it's the PCM department. It's not like super, you know, like honestly, if I weren't part of the launch team and, um, you know, like I, I didn't have like a great reason to, I don't know if I would have followed the, I don't know if I would be someone who would follow the Instagram who would actually follow like engage with it. So it was hard to figure out how to get students to follow the Instagram and actually participate and, like, engage and interact with, like, um, our page. And so it was, yeah, we actually, um, we ended up deciding to do um, a launch party, which was fun. Okay. And the main incentive there was, like, oh, show us that you're following our Instagram. Like, when they walk in the door, they would show us that they're following the Instagram. And then we would give them, like, a free coffee from the coffee Carrots. bar. Yeah. And then we also did, um, we played games during the Instagram launch um, to show that we're cool and fun and hip. And um, then we would give them, like, a prize. Um, as well. And I just realized like, you really do have to like, what's the saying? Is it dangle the carrot in front of the donkey or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, It's really not as easy as it looks. Like we really had to put in a lot of effort and use funds, um, a lot of funds to be able to, um, really pull this off. Um, and, and then, yeah, so we did the launch party and then throughout the Instagram, we did more like polls like hey ask nathan strand this nathan strand is the head of the pcm department and students could actually like ask a question on the instagram that would go straight to nathan strand and Hmm. then he could respond to that um and then um something else that we did was um we would put like um roy patterson was like on our page and stuff Mm -hmm. um and we did that to try and get students to be more engaged and like involved on the page but it was very difficult to yeah. like figure out how we're not going to spend a lot of money sure. and be able to like budget ourselves well and use the funds that we have in order to still get students to interact because on like the the like honest reality of it is that students don't have a lot of interest in just following sure. like nonprofit like organizations or like departments and stuff like that unless they have a real like incentive to and so well, and sometimes they, there is a reason to, yeah. but there's not enough um, yeah. to get right. them started. Right. Like once they do it, they go, oh, this was helpful, but it's how do you get them past the first barrier to go, well, yeah, now I see why it's helpful. Right. I wouldn't be able to see it without actually having been in it, do right. it, and engage with it. Mm-hmm. So it's this sense of like, I got to get you over the hump and get you through that first stage of like, right. I don't know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, so that's where it comes into incentives, right. advertisements, things mm-hmm. that, um, and, and you're right, they don't all work because mm-hmm. there's times where I've seen people who are like, we're giving away a $200 gift card. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, but now give away a $200 gift card and most people are like 
yeah, I'm probably not going to win. Right. And so then it becomes, well, why would I play if I'm just not going to win? I mean, right. literally, you're asking me to play the lottery now. Uh-huh. Like, it's not going to ha- happen. So why would I? So you've, it seems like you're encouraging and incentivizing people to join you. Mm-hmm. But if they don't actually think. So oftentimes what people have been doing is instead of, which good on you guys for what you chose to do there. Like, instead of giving away a $200 gift card, it's like, if you show up, every person who shows up with this will get a free coffee, free whatever. Right. That actually works better mm-hmm. than... Oh, well, I'll take a little thing that I guarantee to get mm-hmm. than a big thing that I might get. Yeah. And it was it was interesting, too. And I know we talked about this in probably both media strategy and, like, nonprofit communications. But just the importance of, like, per, um, kind of creating a space where s- your audience can, like, find purpose yeah. and, like, reason to, like, be there. Yeah. And so that was, like, difficult to yeah. be able to do. And, yeah, we, like, got them on to our page but then keeping them there and like keeping them interact like um engaged Mm -hmm. um was difficult but i think that we have a good thing going and it kind of reminded me of um like when i was in youth group Mm -hmm. um in high school yeah i remember how frustrated i would get when i watched my like youth pastor spend so much money on um getting buffalo wild wings (laughs) or you know getting a bouncy house or doing these like extravagant things when i'm like why don't you just why can't why don't students just come because they want to know jesus and they want to come and um have a relationship with him and learn how to live out a christ honoring life and stuff i'm like why 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 because i didn't understand until um my years in college and especially like just through this like media launch that like you really do have to have some sort of incentive for mm-hmm. people to mm-hmm. um um come to your like enter into your space yeah to I get guess. them there right yeah yeah and and then once you have them there that's when you're able to you know communicate what you want to communicate and mm-hmm. i just kind of resembled that to like my youth group situation yeah. and how i literally talked to my pastor my youth pastor and i was vocalizing my frustration frustrations with Mm -hmm. like why do you spend like why do you feel the need to do this and that and i Mm -hmm. feel like you're taking away from the focus of like the gospel and stuff like that and now looking back in hindsight i'm like he was right and i really didn't know how difficult it was to get people through the door and now i understand it's kind of the same deal except in the form of like media yeah Um, yeah the old joke was they come for the candy they stay for the community yeah like Mm -hmm. you know it's it's, it's not it's not always what's going to get what gets them there will keep them there sometimes mm-hmm. I mean you know they may still expect candy on a regular basis yeah but but to the same degree it's listen they just need to know they need to have that experience first like yeah. you're saying now mm-hmm. is there are things that you can't know until you've done them mm-hmm. until you've had to do them yourself until oh, you've had sure. to figure them out yeah. and so you can try and explain them to people but it, until you actually have to do it yourself uh, which is why for me a big thing in those two classes that you're talking about is not well, let's talk about ideas. Or let's talk about case studies. Let's just try it. Mm-hmm. Let's build one. Right. And you build one, you're like, oh, this is different. This is harder. This is, you know, significantly just a different experience than I thought I was getting into uh, until you've walked through it. And then you go, okay. And once you understand it, now you know, oh, I could do it again. Mm-hmm. I now know how to do it. Now how do I do it again? Mm-hmm. Okay, now do it again. It's a yeah. little different um, coming to understand your audience and and. The trickier part is when you're trying to build something for an audience that's not like you, mm-hmm. that's not um, not the same age, not yeah. the same you know income level, not mm-hmm. the same even location. Mm-hmm. Uh, and media lets you do some of that stuff that gets really tricky, like you're in the north and you're trying to talk to people in the south or vice versa. Um, 
just trying to understand like hey I've got to pay attention and that's why you experiment you, you try those experiments to see what works and what doesn't because you can't prove, okay, this will definitely work with this group of people. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to learn their patterns of behavior and how they're engaging so that you can help them get to the good things that you're trying to help them get to. So, right, yeah. right. I um, I guess switching gears, yep. I do have a question for you. Okay. Um, what would you say to um, a young adult who is navigating like media, maybe not necessarily like trying to be an influencer mm-hmm. or um, doing their own media launch, but just someone who is trying to navigate social media in a way that's like still Christ honoring and like having a healthy relationship with it. Um, what would you like say to them? Like what, so, what so are let's, your... So let's splice the question for me. So do you mean someone that's trying to do more consumption, meaning you're engaging with it and you're... you're and, or meaning someone who's doing more of the creator work. Yes. Both. <laughs> okay. Just just engage like just being a person who's on social media in general because I think that a lot of just on the topic of social media, mm-hmm. I think a lot of um, students my age are just at a place, especially those who are like following Christ. Um, they're at a place where they're constantly really torn between like, can I even be on social media mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. have a healthy relationship with sure. it? And um, or do is social media just something that I should cut out in general? Like, what would you say to that person who's kind of like wondering how to go about Christianity and social media? Yeah, so I guess the first thing I would say, um, and probably for both, whether you're consuming or creating, is um, you need to define your purpose for being on there. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I think that there's this sense of, well, I'm just on. And what I've come to realize over time is that all of you are on there for different things. Mm-hmm. And, and so the things that some of you think you're on there for are not what you're actually on there for. Um, and so sometimes it takes a long, hard look in the mirror to ask myself, like, why am I doing this? What, what's the real point? Um, and because there's a lot of possibilities. Mm-hmm. Some of you may just be on there for fun. Hey, I'm just on here. I'm trying to see some funny stuff. And, you know, uh, I've got friends that just spend a lot of time looking at animal videos, doing weird <laughs> stuff. Like, uh, you know what? My <laughs> life is chaotic. It's a lot going yeah. on. I yeah. just need something funny. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I personally um, think that any situation in which you add a monkey automatically <laughs> gets funnier. Like seriously, like, if you're at a wedding and the monkey walks down the aisle, you're like, yeah. "What is going right. on right now?" Like this is crazy. And I have tons of crazy monkey stories. Yeah. Um, but so you're just looking for a little levity. Mm-hmm. If my purpose is I'm just getting on, I'm looking for something funny, and I'm just you know this is one of those. I'm taking a break from work. I need something to distract me and have fun, just kind of reset my head. Fine. Okay, fine. Great. Um, but that's a contained space, meaning like, uh, hey, I got a 15-minute break at work. I looked at, you know, monkey videos, and then I went back to work. It's not a, uh, oh, man, I was on here for four hours watching monkey videos. Um, this Another reason some people are on there is because they're actually looking for relationships, friendships, community, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it does very well for those. I think it does well in supporting them. I don't think it does well in creating them. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I, I've always encouraged like face-to-face interaction and then social media for support. Yeah. So um, 
and my pastor friend just went to Haiti mm. and he took pictures. I couldn't go with him and I can talk to him, but he's showing me pictures on Instagram of the time he was there and the people that he met. And so awesome. That's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Um, the, there's some places I can't get to. There's some friends of mine that don't live close to me. So great. Hey, you're in Florida and you're doing this. That's fantastic. Uh, but it's never, it's never a replacement. It's more of a, uh, an addition. Mm-hmm. How do I help it uh, encourage me yeah. uh, to engage with them? And sometimes Absolutely. I'll call them up and say, hey, you look like you're having a great time on vacation. For sure. Um, and let's get coffee and tell me about it. Uh, so support if I'm trying to be relationship. Um, and then I, I think if you're going to try um, to make it, uh, I'm going to create and I'm trying to get an audience and I'm trying to make something happen. Um, I, I think you've got to be really super careful um, about m- making sure that your identity doesn't get tied up in that thing because part of the thing that happens is we start making things and typically when humans make things we invest ourselves in them so we feel very close to them so when it works we feel yes I'm killing it this is amazing um, and when it doesn't we oh my life is falling apart I made this YouTube channel and nobody looked at it mm-hmm. o- okay that's not your identity you right. made a thing that thing is not you yeah. So uh, why am I making it? Can I define clearly why I'm making it? Because if I say, hey, I made this because um, uh, I, I have a, a website. And it's got a ton of videos. And people are like, why do you keep making videos? Um, two reasons. One, uh, because I think some of the stuff that I'm talking about helps people. But secretly, uh, I make a bunch of videos mostly because I'm not going to remember that stuff that I said. And so people ask me questions. I'll be like, just go listen to what I said over there. I have literally listened to something that I made on video. I went, that was really good. I don't remember saying that. No, mm-hmm. I don't, don't, don't email me on, <laughs> ask me if I've got, you know, early onset Alzheimer's or something. That's not the point. I, as soon as I watch the video, I know exactly what I'm going to say next, but I put it down someplace for other people to see it. And that, um, so if, if realistically that helps a handful of people, I don't really care if it's 50 people, five people, two people, whatever. It doesn't bother me to not have it. Why? Because it's something I made. Mm-hmm. But when you make something, you have a tendency, uh, humans have a tendency to put themselves in it. Yeah. And so then they get personal. Oh, this person didn't like it. Nobody watched it or they watched it and they all liked this one, but they didn't like this one. And now what their reactions are doing starts controlling the kinds of things you're going to make. Right don't do that mm-hmm. um, but I, the other thing I guess uh, some people have asked me how you know how do you do this with your kids because you know kids you have to make help them make decisions and my response is I don't really put limits on a lot of the stuff that I have with my kids I think the bigger key is I'm just trying to make the world more interesting than the stuff that's on their phone mm, like there's good. way cooler stuff out there than the stuff I'm going to see right. so I can substitute and let you watch monkey videos or I can take you to three different zoos and let you watch monkeys Yeah. I can substitute and let you talk about this oh man check out these really cool recipes that they posted online or we can go eat that stuff Yeah. like the world is a way more interesting place than your phone's ever going to get to mm-hmm. because most of the stuff on there is an illusion Absolutely. It's the best version of whatever they can put up. So yeah. um, even even your discussion about, hey, that guy's going up and interrupting people. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, well, what does that look like to try it? Mm-hmm. If you're going to say, hey, we're going to make this thing. Cool. Why don't you just make one? Mm-hmm. See what it looks like to make it. Watch the video and then go make one. Mm-hmm. But the, the, if you make the world more interesting than the stuff that's on your phone, you're getting out, you're having adventures, you're trying some stuff. This thing's a lot less interesting. Right. 
a lot less interesting than the people that are sitting across the table from you. Right. A lot less interesting than the people you're going to meet on the street. A lot less interesting than that adventure you're going to have going through your neighborhood trying to go to a restaurant that nobody's even seen before. Mm-hmm. The world's way more interesting place, but you're substituting when you're playing on social media. Right. Not a bad thing to help you find things, but why are you staying there? Right. Go find the new cool stuff. There's stuff out there. There's tons of amazing adventures and fun and new things that you can try. And some of you are going to say, but I don't have money and I don't transportation. Look, I was in college. I didn't have money. I didn't have transportation. I went and did a lot of cool stuff. Right. Why? Because if nothing else, there's just people out there who have fascinating stories. Right. If you go sit in a coffee shop and somebody's sitting across from you and you ask them a story, they'll tell you about their story. Yeah. There's tons of amazing stories and engagements and friendships and relationships that you're never going to get to if your head stays buried in a phone. Right. I think that's interesting because you create memories from like actual experience, Mm -hmm. like life experiences. You don't create memories from being like, hey, remember that time I showed you this video on my phone? Yeah. Like that's just not how we're wired as human beings. And there's a lot more that goes into like an experience in person Mm -hmm. than ever doing anything online. It's because it really is like the harsh reality is that what's happening in a under a screen, like behind a screen, that's Mm -hmm. not real. Like, it really is not real. Yeah. Um, so I agree. I think that's... Well, and, and, and that doesn't mean you can't play with media, so don't get yeah. me wrong. Yeah. Um, uh, I filmed... <laughs> he's going to kill me for saying this. I filmed a series of videos with my son when he was about 10 or 11, mm-hmm. and he's interviewing inanimate objects, and it's amazing because mm-hmm. he's making up answers. He's, like, mm-hmm. interviewing, you know, a ball, and he's like, hello, oh, you were married, you have three kids, you have, like, and it just keeps going, and you're like, what is going on? Yeah. But I never posted it anywhere. Uh-huh. And now he's like, thank you for not posting it. Mm-hmm. And I think he thinks like, it's kind of dumb. And I think later he's going to go, that was actually really funny. Right. And so he might, so now I got a record of it, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have this, I put it up and now I got to keep interviewing inanimate objects because 20 people liked it. And now my identity's tied up and I'm the guy who interviews. Oh yeah. And so right. I'm not saying don't create cool, fun, cool things on media. Yeah. I'm just saying think through the end of what you're using them for. Mm-hmm. If they're just a record of, hey, I'm having fun and me and my mm-hmm. friends made a film, mm-hmm. cool. If I'm saying I made it and now I made it and now everybody saw it and now I got to keep making 50 more of them and now I got this thing that is taking over my life and now it's just, okay, what... The question that I ask all the time to all of you and it seems like the most basic question to me, but it's the one that most of you have to stop and go, I don't really ask myself that. What do you really want? Mm-hmm. Like, really, what do you really want? Not not what do you say you want? Oh, I want to see. Do you, do you want to go hold the snake and not look at snake videos? Mm-hmm. Do you want to like Eric's shaking his head? No, you don't. Wanna, <laughs> you don't. I had two snakes in my house. Oh, so, gosh. Yeah, no. But do you want to do this? Do you want to do it or do you want to just watch somebody do it? Mm-hmm. What do you really want? Right. And my response is, okay, if I took all the time um, watching people go surfing and instead actually went and got a part-time job and made money, I could go surfing 10 times a year. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Wh- why am I watching people do it mm-hmm. instead of finding a way to do it myself? Right. It, it, at the end of the day, I think... Um, and I think there's a shift happening. I, I do think what you're saying is accurate because I think there's a bunch of young people right now who initially probably, you know, millennials who got into this and went, oh, we're doing all the social media stuff. I think a lot of you right now are kind of starting to swing back and go, wait, this might not be as good as we thought. This mm-hmm. might not have as much as we might want to do some different things. And I think those questions, just the questions are worth asking mm-hmm. because the questions will start reshaping your behavior toward what you're actually after. Mm-hmm. 
if you're saying you're being intentional and this is what I want, then what choices would you make to make those things happen? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. So, other questions while we're sitting here? Mm. No? I think that answered my other question that I had. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, all right. We're almost out of time, but... um, Thank you for coming. Yeah, thank hanging, you for having yeah, me. Yeah, and hanging out and talking about your experience. Mm-hmm. Um, f- just to be clear, I believe next week uh, we will be putting out an episode which is live. Uh, we will be, uh, it'll be Professor Kamerzelt and I having a conversation uh, on Friday. I believe it's in Culbertson 1 uh, at 4 o'clock. So if you want to come hang out with us and throw questions at us and see what happens, uh, Professor Kamerzelt and I are going to talk about Jacques Allah. We're going to talk about technology. We're probably going to argue about whether or not technology wants to destroy us or just doesn't care about us. And we'll see what happens. But he and I always have a good time. So um, if you are on campus and you heard this this week, we will be uh, in Culberson 1 on Friday at 4 o'clock. Otherwise, you can wait for it. It'll be coming out in the next episode. You'll hear a bunch more live people in the background probably shouting things at us and see what happens. But... um, We are so glad that you're taking time to listen. And I've gotten a few questions from a few of you, and I am trying to get back to you uh, in terms of the questions that you're asking. And I may do a question show eventually here in the future. But uh, keep sending your questions to Prof Pettit, P-R-O-F-P-E-T-T-I-T-T, four T's total, yes, at gmail.com. And I will get back to you as soon as I can. But thank you so much for coming and hanging out. And thanks for listening. Have a great one.